0: Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Crook and I'm joined as always by my co-host Oliver Gilmore. Ollie, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well, Harrison. We're back for another episode and we've just seen the first week of the NFL playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's been a very interesting week uh in the playoffs. Unfortunately, my Dolphins couldn't get it done. We'll get into that shortly, but a very interesting divisional round it set up.
1: It sure is. I'm keen for what's to transpire and see some of those teams that had the week off. They'll probably be fresh, but will they be ready to uh, make the conference championship? We'll wait and see.
0: It's going to be an interesting one. We will wait and see on that one. But first, uh, we've got to hit all of our socials and we've got a very special sponsor for this episode um, that we're going to let you know about a little bit later in more detail. But we want to mention their name. They're called Major Sports Collectibles Australia um, and they will service all of your needs for... Sports collectibles. Um, also, you can follow us on all of our socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, make sure to get in touch with us. Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com is the best way to reach us. Um, or you can slide into our DMs of any of our socials. That's at Road Trip Sports Pod. You sure
1: can, and I think we'll start off by mentioning
0: what was a pretty cool
1: episode with Kingy, but more importantly, our sports movie draft. How did that go, H?
0: Um, how did it go? It it went. It was it was a poll that was available for people to uh, vote on. <laughs> um, that That is correct, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, I'll tell you that uh,
1: Harrison got 14% of the votes, Kingy got 36 and I took this one out. Uh, two weeks, two from two with 50%. A close one. Um, but, hey, she were down the bottom there, mate. So, look, we've got a few drafts in the books and planned out. But um, I think you're starting to uh, realise and understand that you've got to pick a bit of a... I don't know, our audience... I, I honestly didn't oh. expect to be the winner. I thought you did better than Kingy, but that's oh. just my thoughts. Oh. Honestly...
0: I thought I did okay. I thought I got a mix. You had three basketball movies in there, so it's not like a you got to pick more variety. I've just got to, uh, I don't know, be better.
1: I don't know. Just I, I reckon it's it's all in fun. So be yourself, and people will probably agree with you. With some, maybe not others, but we're off to a cool and fun start anyway.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's get into our um, wildcard weekend review now. We're going to talk first about the 49ers defeating the Seahawks. 49ers 41, Seahawks 23. It was an interesting game. The Seahawks had a lot of the momentum going into halftime, but the 49ers blew them off blew the doors off the building um, coming out of the half and got up in this one what were your thoughts yeah they just looked like the more
1: electric team and um, Brock Purdy did enough and it was almost what we need. What we said last time get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and particularly that big touchdown along the sideline from Debo Samuel showed exactly that that um, you know you've got to get the ball to them early and often and even if it's behind the line, line of scrimmage they'll make 5-10 and I thought McCaffrey was good he had a big 68-yard run, and we saw a lot of gash plays. I don't know whether you'll see the same ones against the Cowboys, but I think that'll be the telling the telling point this weekend.
0: Yeah, I think it was a very good point there. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup against the Cowboys. Can they continue their form? We haven't really seen Brock Purdy have a bad game. Um, and as the pressure mounts, as we get later in the postseason... It's more likely to occur, but maybe it just doesn't. Maybe it's one of those stories where he pulls out the miracle performance and um, and gets them across the line. He would, if he were to win, he would be the first rookie in um, history, uh, rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL, to win the biggest prize in the sport. Um, but it's going to be a tough task because they've got a lot of tough matchups to go. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll wait and see, and it's going to take. I think it'll be him, but it's going to take everyone else around him to win that, that Super Bowl, as we've sort of mentioned the whole way along.
0: For sure, for sure. The next one, um, the Bolts uh, did not get up against the Jaguars. Um, after getting up 27-0 uh, in the first half, the Chargers fell to the Jaguars 31-30. to Should Staley be gone? I think is the biggest question from this game.
1: Oh, God. I want to talk about something else first. Sorry? I want to talk about that fourth down play call. We had the Philly special from Peterson, but wowie, what do you call that? Because that was a special outside run that fooled me and fooled that Chargers defense. I don't know what you call it, but... Gutsy.
0: It, I, I've never uh,
1: seen something more Andy Reid than someone that wasn't Andy Reid. It was just such an yeah. Andy Reid play. It was just, you know, we're just going to keep the defense guessing. But that sealed the game. It won in the game. It was on fourth down and it was it was a big, big moment in the game. But that's yeah, as you what Peterson's mentioned-
0: known for is the bold decisions is not doing necessarily what, what everyone else would do in those situations. And I think that's what makes him such a great head coach. I still think he should be with the Eagles. I think he didn't really have a bad season. They're a a roster who built the Super Bowl and then had to transition when their quarterback plans didn't go as they thought. So um, I think Jaguars could be a team to watch for for years to come.
1: All right, now let's talk about the disaster fire that was the Chargers. I thought their defense was okay at times. Then they were terrible at times. That team was ultra inconsistent. Um, I love Austin Eckler. I really do. I think he's great as a pass catcher. But I think you need a one-two punch. I real like I know that there's a couple of guys there that are solid and can run the ball. But I feel like you need like think about your Jones and Dylan more to a different sort of degree where you have a Dylan who's like a big hard-nosed running back who just basically gets you four or five yards every yeah. time. Then you. Get, you get Eckler as well and I don't know who's on the free agency pool for running backs this year but maybe if they could get a a one-two punch like your Chubb and Hunts Um, and I mean we even encouraged the Browns to use that more but I feel like that was a letdown and Justin Herbert he just he just can't seem to win in the playoffs and it's it's difficult for him he can't seem to win in the big games more or less rather than the playoffs and Yeah, as you said, Staley, it's up in the air. What's your initial thoughts?
0: Well, they they fired their OC and pass the game coach. So, it looks like at the moment you wouldn't do that before doing the head coach. So, it looks like Staley might be safe. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the best decision with someone like Sean Payton out there who could really maximise Justin Herbert's potential. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the best decision um, to keep Staley, but... Maybe they're giving him one more chance. For an offensive guy and you're firing all these offensive staff, it kind of seems like the blame has been put on them for something that really should be the head coach's responsibility.
1: Well, I think they need a good OC because we know that Staley is a defensive-minded and, you know, being a defensive coordinator for so long that he has a big defensive philosophy. So if you can get a great OC around that, then let's get some better play calls. But I think a couple of weapons, the fact that Mike Williams... Was out. I think hurt them a lot. Um, they went to Allen a lot during the day, but he he did make a bit of a difference. And as I said, I think they need a little bit more uh, on that offensive end. Eckler, well, he's a beast in the red zone, but yeah, just needed a little bit to get them those nitty gritty three or four yards
0: that they just didn't get on occasion. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we'll move on now to the next game of the day. Uh, sorry, the next game of the weekend. It was the first game of the Sunday slate. And it was the Buffalo Bills scoring 34 points uh, and they defeated the Miami Dolphins 31.
1: Yeah, it's it was a hard game to read. I mean, I, th- I thought that the Dolphins' defense gave them hope and ultimately they kept him in that game. Yes, it's easy to say that the Dolphins would, were a better team without uh, without um, Skylar Thompson, but he was the one, he was the quarterback on the day and they didn't have anyone else. So he had to do his best. And I thought he did, he was serviceable, particularly in that first half. I thought he did what he needed to do. But when the game was on the line and they went, go out and win a this game, he just didn't have the ability, the arm talent and much of the legs and mindset to do so.
0: Yeah, I... I'm really concerned about how long it took to get the plays in. I don't know whether it's... Um, McDaniel came out and said it was a communication issue that um, the plays weren't coming in through the headsets, which, of course, they weren't. We're in Buffalo. They had all the rub of the green. Um, <laughs> but... Oh, did you... No, did you... or oh, the amount of calls they were getting. Josh Allen starting a fight and then it, they just called off setting penalties. Ridiculous. Stupid. Um... But, yeah, it was it was a very tough game to watch as a Dolphins fan feeling so close because I was prepared for that to be an absolute drubbing for my team to be knocked out of the park and made a laughing stock, and we weren't. Um, and I'm so proud of the way they played, but, man, we could have won that game. That yeah. was a very winnable game by the end of it, um, and it's... It's what could have been because if who knows what have happened. If Tua gets back next week and, and we go into Kansas City, who knows what could have happened. But um, it wasn't meant to be. The Bills ultimately, while they weren't necessarily the better team on the day, they're the better team overall. Um, and they're probably the most Super Bowl-ready team um, and the team most likely to compete. Um, and it makes for a great game next week uh, versus the Bengals. so.
1: Hundred percent. They yeah. didn't look. Um, they didn't look consistent, though. The Bills. That's why I'm just. I mean, either either did the Bengals. The team, and that's why I think it's playoff football because no team's going to look like they're playing solid football for however long.
0: Um, but that's what that's what a minutes. lot of people said. They that um some people got on the Bills and the Bengals for not blowing out their teams, but playoff football isn't about winning by a lot. It's about winning. It doesn't matter if you win by a lot or a little. You're on to next week. You're ready for the next challenge. You'll game plan. You'll prepare as if it's your last game of the season. So, I, I think the Bills have got a very good chance to go a long way. Um, was McDaniel ripping a vape? Was that a, was that actually true? It, <laughs> it, it looked, looked like it. What is the uh, it, is no uh, He's denied it, I think. Um, but it, it sure looked like it. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like,
1: there's all there's one it's thing. Being... 20,
0: it's twenty twenty-three. We're not in the '70s when coaches have got cigars on the sideline. Like, there's one
1: thing being a cool vape, and vaping, vape at halftime. It can be cool and quirky as a head coach, and he certainly is quirky. But I think he's <laughs> taken it to a bloody another level there. But
0: oh, anyway, it would have, it would have been such a cool meme though if um if they'd have won and he's just sitting on the sideline vaping up a storm um after going into Buffalo and beating the Bills. But yeah, wasn't meant to be.
1: Well, the Giants beat the Vikings in our next game, H, and Daniel Jones, holy crap. He looked absolutely unreal. Saquon was back. They would run in almost trick plays when they didn't uh, need to, just s- to be
0: funny. Like The Statue of Liberty play was awesome, where he's, he's faked the throw, he's got it in his left hand for the handoff. Um, Yeah, Daniel Jones, where has this come from, and can they get over the Eagles next week?
1: i honestly don't know but he was ridiculously good like he was safe passing you know the two touchdowns 300 yards on a pretty good completion percentage but it was all about his use of his legs like he looked dangerous where it was like all right check down isn't there i'm off or yeah. first read isn't oh, isn't there or second read isn't there i'm off good it's and what the ability he ability to have um the ability to have a run game in your arsenal as a qb is yeah. absolutely huge and particularly in this um, this day and age. So, wowee, I thought he actually looked like a high draft pick that he was. And look, I've seen stranger things happen. And, and the Giants have won their first playoff game since pretty much 2012. So
0: Does it make the Giants look bad that they didn't take his uh, fifth-year option?
1: I uh, Maybe. I don't think he'll leave, though. He seems like that character. I don't th- I
0: don't think he'll leave, but... The fifth-year option would have been cheaper than the extension that they're going to have to sign him for now. Most likely, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting one indeed. Vikings, again, can't handle the, the heat in the kitchen. Um, you were cheering as a Packers fan, I assume? Oh, yes and no. I, I honestly... I
1: almost anticipated it. Lacking. Oh, Seriously. It was like, okay, fair enough. Knew that was going to happen. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Next game we saw was Bengals versus Ravens. And this game was actually pretty close until it uh, was an, actually a 98-yard fumble return from Sam Hubbard. And I, it was the longest ever in postseason history, but that was the turning point in the game.
0: Absolutely, it was. Um, and you heard the funny, um, I swear he comes out with something every week, but Joe Burrow with the funny remark. Like, <laughs> what did you think while he was running? He was like, run faster. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah it's a Bengals team that survived the Ravens gave them it almost like the Dolphins just gave them through every punch they had into winning this game um and ultimately the better team won on the day um and the better team's going through and it's going to make for a great Bills Bengals game next week they were talking it as the game of the season on the Monday night game we know how that one ended um we get the rematch that everyone wants and the or the the match everyone wants
1: well, our next game was bye bye Brady as his 7-0 reign against America's team ended, um, ending the Buccaneers 2022-2023 season. He could have used AB with his third leg, um, but anyway, that's a, that's a different story in itself. But um, anyway, it was I thought it was a great game, H. Look, well, I know you're cracking up, but I thought You've it was done a great me game.
0: You um that one. And,
1: um, <laughs> The, the Cowboys really controlled this game the whole way along and, and the sure Bucs tried, but particularly an interception in the end zone for Brady was much of a surprise. I, you haven't seen that for years and years. Well, pretty much since that Titans game, pretty much since his last ever throw for the Pats.
0: No, and I think that was his last ever throw for the Buccaneers. He might go somewhere else next year, but I don't think he's playing for Tampa Bay again. He's either going to the Fox booth um, on that mega contract or... He's playing for the Raiders or 49ers.
1: Well, let's wait and see. We've already pretty much previewed all of those games, but we'll see 49ers, Cowboys. We'll see Jags, the, who Chiefs. the Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah, oh, look, the, I'm keen for that one. Jags,
0: Chiefs. Then I, we'll see I they, don't know that the Jags get past the Chiefs there.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think
0: they've thrown their last punch.
1: Yeah, it's almost like their Super Bowl, which we've talked about weeks well, before. Because they, they had the
0: game against the Titans as well, which is almost a playoff game. So essentially, okay. they've won two playoff games. They've done really well for their first season under Doug Peterson and then their second year with Trevor Lawrence. I think that Chiefs knock them off and get to either host a playoff game or have the neutral field game.
1: And we'll see Giants, the Eagles and Bengals
0: versus the Bills. So look forward to all of those, Hatch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now, because the season's done and we've um, had some time to reflect, we're going to take a look back at some of our predictions, have a bit of a laugh, discuss where they've headed and who we think will be winning some of these awards. Um, But yeah, we're going to have some fun with it. So we're going to start with our season award predictions. Um, Ollie, you went Drake London. I went Drake London um, For Offensive Rookie of the Year For Offensive
1: Rookie of the Year This was an this was an award that was difficult to predict at the start of the season um, Especially without many star QBs Who have run won the awards many years before yeah. um, I went with Drake London because I thought that Mariota would have no one to throw to um, Other than Kyle Pitts and to be honest, he didn't, but he just chose to throw the ball at 15 times a game. So, Drake London exploded early, but really, really, that de- that defense wasn't great and that offense wasn't great either. So, it was hard for him to win an award, but who'd you have?
0: I had Kenny Pickett, which I thought that he would replace um, Trubisky like he did, uh, and I was very happy that he did. He did okay in spurts. I think he'll be up there in the voting, but I don't think he'll win it. all. Who do you think will win the award? So at the moment, um,
1: Kenneth Walker is the favourite to take that award out I probably yep. agree with that He's at about fi- he's at about a 52% chance or minus 110 Then you sort of got the likes of Garrett Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Christian Watson, Brock Purdy, Alave, that sort of thing But at, at this point in time, I'd gotta go, I've got to go with Kenneth Walker Brock
0: Purdy is a smoky
1: He's a smoky, but he he's just hasn't awesome. played the whole year
0: Yeah, I know um,
1: Defensive Rookie of the Year next age, who did you have?
0: Um, I had Trayvon Walker. Um, he's really come on late for the Jags. He's had some impressive performances, um, against the Titans and against the Chargers. Um, I don't think he's going to quite beat who we've talked about will uh, likely win the award. But who was your pick?
1: Oh, uh, I I had Aiden Hutchinson, who I thought had a terrific year and. In- He had a number of sacks, particularly that last game against the Packers. He was ridiculous and he was was a a thorn in Rogers' side for much of that contest. But despite having the most interceptions as this guy, the favorite to win the defensive rookie of the year is Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Um, Mm. He's at minus 1,200 odds. Hutchinson is in second. A close third is Tariq Woolen, and then it's a bunch of others including Kayvon Thibodeau. But... Look, we'll wait and see. I think it could be up in the air. I think it's easily source. It's a it's a three headed race, but I I don't know the narratives around source, and he's trying to make the narrative around him. You know, we talk about the narrative he's like posted on social media, talk to the media about it. He knows it's a media award, and he wants it. So
0: yeah. Um. Well, let's go next. Most regular season rushing yards. We do know the answer. to That it was Josh Jacobs. Um, Ollie, you said Derrick Henry. Um, I did say Derek Henry, um,
1: which wasn't a bad pick actually, because I think he, he was close. Finishing, he he was he was a chance. I think he was 150 yards behind Jacobs, and then they sat him the week before. Um, but Henry ended up finishing second. Jacobs finishing first. Um, Henry was he was about 100 yards behind. But Jacobs he's in he's a free agent. H. There's much talk that he could even go to your Dolphins.
0: I think that'd be a great pickup. Um, well, it could be. I, I picked Jonathan Taylor. Uh, looked like a good one at the start of the season. He was going first overall on a lot of fantasy boards, but he just didn't have the team around him to do it. They yeah. weren't threatening yeah. in, any, in any way on offense. So, um, teams could key in on JT and uh, shut him down.
1: Yeah, he never looked like winning that award, and it was... It was almost, they talk about it in fantasy, but it was just when a guy is that good, defenses start to key in, um, and there's just some natural regression um, there. So look, I, I think it was a great pick at the start of the year, and probably one I would still take 12 months ago, Yeah, but just hindsight probably tells you it's Josh Jacobs, unexpected at the time
0: though. Unexpected for sure. Uh, next up, we had most regular season rushing. Uh, sorry, receiving yarns. Um, I had Jamar Chase. Um, and, oh, you had Justin Jefferson. Can you tell us who won that award? Uh, JJ did win that award. He did indeed. And going away with it too, Tyreek came close. I think if Tua stayed healthy, Tyreek might have got there and might have even got to 2K. Um, but JJ had a great year, didn't he?
1: JJ sure did. So he won over Tyreek by a hundred yards. And the next one after that was actually Travis Kelsey. Believe it Whoa. or not. 14, nearly 1400 yards. Well,
0: He's been huge. It's sort of weird. And
1: knows. then we've got Diggs who actually also had 1400 yards as well. So around the same sort of mark, but well, pretty, pretty crazy year for a, a tight end. I just had to sneak that in there.
0: Mm, for sure. For sure. Uh, <coughs> well, the next one is, um, most regular season passing yards um oh who did you have for this one are you giving it to me because of how shocking yours was
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I, I had um I had a decent candidate here I had Joe Burrow who ended up finishing fifth but he didn't play he didn't play well, he played one less game, so they had him which would have probably put him on average second behind Mahomes. Mahomes was a pretty standout winner here and one that I'm surprised none of us
0: went. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I think so. I went Matt Stafford. I think I bought into a lot of the Cooper Cup and um Alan Robinson being there. I bought into that hype a lot. Uh, and that has hurt me in more ways than one, as we'll find out shortly. Um, comeback player of the year. Um, I had Derek Henry. You had CMC. It's a very narrative-driven award, so it depends on how you perceive it. I think you've got a chance for CMC.
1: Another hit for me, mate. I'll, I'll take it. But um, Gino and CMC, Gino Smith, that is... Are very, very close. They're equal favourites to win, and then Saquon's a close third.
0: I don't like comeback player of the ward going to someone who sucked and now they don't suck. I agree. I think that I it should be someone coming back from a, a tough injury and proving that they can still do it. So, it's sort of. Geno might win it, but he's not my winner. I, in my heart, I give it to you, CMC. Great pick.
1: Now, the reason why I take CMC over Barkley at the moment is because it sounds bad, and don't get me wrong, like. Don't you dare say
0: something wrong about Brock Purdy?
1: Well, I just expect... I expect Saquon Barkley to come back and perform at the highest level because he's an absolute talent and star and very early pick. But CMC, on the other hand, you go, well, he's a great player, one of the best in the league, same sort of thing. But my issue and the difference here is CMC hasn't stayed healthy for five years. The yeah. fact that he's had pretty much a full year this year, I may
0: have missed one game. but And he's had to carry the load with a exactly. third string quarterback who's the next coming of Tom Brady. Um, and he hasn't lost a game for the Niners. You and know?
1: he hasn't like, lost a game. Yeah. It's,
0: just, it's insane in itself. But he, Brock hasn't lost a game because of the supporting cast. It's because of CMC. It's because of... Um, the talent—it's uh, because of Kittle. It's because of the very talented 49ers offense, and I think the CMC definitely deserves that award.
1: Yeah, we'll um we'll wait and see. Come award night now. H, what's our uh, next award here, mate?
0: Uh, Defensive Player of the Year is the next one, and um we've got some interesting picks. Old, you picked Aaron Donald, um who might have just announced his retirement suddenly. Yeah, I I think so. I don't know. It's probably
1: not to be honest. I, I it might be a bargaining chip of some sort, perhaps. But yeah, he was great during the year and while he was out there, but they just erred on the side of caution with injury and
0: he didn't finish the year either.
1: Yeah, yeah he d- he didn't look as motivated as as if he was probably up there, but he started great. Um, particularly, it was interrupted preseason, obviously with all that talk about suspension as well
0: yeah for sure for sure
1: which i think sort of didn't make things easy for him um but look i i didn't i think it's almost a bit of a an easy pick there to pick donald every year and garrett was sort of we were expecting to have a crack and get a bit better but actually his season was interrupted a little bit as well with a car crash h
0: yeah it was a pretty horrific um pretty horrific way to start his season Um, Luckily, he's all okay now. Still back on the field, um, getting things done. But I think it's been a hard one for our defensive player of the year. Who's up there? Is it uh, TJ Watt
1: up there? Well, the winner this year, and I have no doubt in my mind, will be Nick Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa will take it out. Uh, Michael Parsons is a close second in the odds here. And then you look look at Max Crosby, Garrett. Um, Surprisingly, in these odds, you haven't got you haven't got him here h
0: yeah okay
1: but i don't know like surely he would be up there
0: yeah you would think but um yeah i think nick Bose is a good shout um Micah parsons i think fell off a bit late um the, their defense started to get a bit exposed in that late part of the regular season um but he, he did a great job as well and would definitely be a worthy winner um we go to coach of the year next and i didn't have a pick. It looks like. Didn't pick anyone. What a shame. Um, Ol, who did you pick? No, mate, you're not getting away with that. I picked Josh McDaniels. Who? I picked the Raiders head coach, Josh McDaniels, who very could have and should have been fired.
1: Yeah. Well, what did the Raiders do this year, H?
0: They did great.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I had one that was a bit better. Um, I'll carry the team here. And we talked about it earlier on the year when he was just they were so close that being the Lions and I, mm. I picked and I went with uh, Dan Campbell who five weeks ago looked like he there was, there was no chance um, particularly with their run to the playoffs it's a huge story but I think I oh, this is still an open race there's a lot of there's a lot of talking now I'll run you through some candidates you got Nick Sirianni, which is the talk of bringing the Eagles to the best team in, in the NFL. Yeah. Then you've got Kyle Shanahan, who basically his coaching, ske- coaching scheme carries... Has survived a two li- injuries at quarterback, yeah. Yeah, a Brock Purdy um, wow, well, QB. And then you've got Doug Peterson and their late run from the Jags. You've got Dan Campbell. But the one and the person that I think will win this award will be Brian Dable.
0: I think Dable would be a good option. I honestly reckon Dan Campbell's a good shout. I think that it's a narrative-driven award. And so it's going to depend on what happens this week for the Giants. But the way the Lions season ended, after starting so poor, beating the Packers, knocking out the Packers, finishing with a winning record, and how happy that franchise was to win that game.
1: I have no doubt in my mind that Campbell wins that award. I think Campbell wins that award. If the Lions creep in and the Seahawks lost that game to the Rams, and they nearly did. It went to overtime. So so close.
0: Before the season, we said that the coach has to make the playoffs for them to win the award. Agree. I think they could buck the trend.
1: Well, we'll wait and see. I'm still confident on on Dable just because he's a first-year head coach, and they tend to win a lot of them. But we'll wait and see. Now, H, you've got another freezing cold take.
0: Oh mate, I've got a few of them on regular
1: here. season MVP, who'd you have?
0: I had uh Tampa Tom and yeah. This sounds funny, but I actually
1: think he had an underrated season.
0: I think he played not too bad. I think that there was he was streaky at times. There were times where he came in and won them games they probably shouldn't have won. Um He just didn't have the record to go with it. Eight and nine exactly. and then
1: that playoff loss as well, so that was the the, the, the ugly point. parts
0: of that season were very ugly. I don't think he's up there at all in terms of MVP, despite having what you've called an underrated season. Um, you're- underrated
1: from the perspective that he was bashed. He's he's been bashed for the he's season been that bashed he had. As if he's did he have a good year? No, I don't think he
0: did. But was he a top fifteen quarterback? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, he would have been for sure. But yeah. um, I mean, leading that team, the Bucks team that they're already talking about Tom moving on from because they're not good enough. But nonetheless. I had two here, H, and I'll get you my did. flowers for one. I had Josh Allen, who is certainly a good candidate and looked like winning it from the start. But streaky, can I just say that before I talk about my my long shot MVP, I said at the time, yeah, the winner of the MVP will be Patrick Mahomes this year. Yes, we'll it will say be. that for sure. It will be. Um, Paddy Mahomes will win after his after his passing yards leading. Um, what do you have? Nearly, I think he had more than 5,000 5, yards. It was, it was a pretty big year for him. He broke um, the
0: record for most yards from a quarterback, like most total yards, so rushing and passing.
1: Yeah, wow, well, that's insane. But at the start of the year, I said, this guy, he's, he's um, developing. He's got a very, very good O line, a great receiving core. He's decent, but he will get better. Um, I think the Eagles will be good. And looking at our our, uh, predictions, which we'll get into a bit later, we didn't have the Eagles that high. We had them at three in the division. But I still went with this guy. I went with Jalen Hurts to win the NFL MVP.
0: Um, And he's never let me forget it uh dear dear listeners he (laughs) uh, sent me that clip so many times of our podcast of him saying that and me saying many other things
1: you're just lucky that we don't have um you're just lucky that we don't have a recording to play do you want to play it i feel like you probably don't h
0: no not at all uh the super bowl competitors uh i had the Chargers versus the rams i feel like a buffoon um, oh, you had the Bills versus the Rams. Um, at least one of those teams is still in. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true, mate. Um, Very true. I think
0: pretty dismal from both of us on that front.
1: Yeah, I think, well. Um, um, I think the Bills will make it. Oh, nah, I don't think they will. Be they're will. going to lose this week. It, yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably the Chiefs at the moment. Chiefs V, you probably have to say Eagle, the Battle of the Kelsey Brothers. I reckon
0: but 49ers. Yeah,
1: the Niners are hot at the moment too, and they're hot at the right time.
0: They are indeed. And In Super Bowl winner, H. I had a team that didn't even make the playoffs. Um, I had the Los Angeles Rams. You had the Buffalo Bills, who are still alive, and we will find out how deep a run they'll go. But that was our season predictions, and we're going to talk about our specific division predictions after this. But before we do, we've got an ad read from our sponsor for today, our sponsor. And we've had some sponsors in the past, like Mr. Plough. Um, but we're very excited about this sponsor. Um, this Today's podcast is sponsored by Major Sports Collectibles Australia, your number one stop for signed sports memorabilia. Get in early as they will begin marketing products on Instagram and Facebook. Whether you're after jerseys, helmets, balls, or trading cards, they have everything on offer. So, follow Major Sports Collectibles on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Do we have an app for them, like a social media handle? Yeah, it's just at Major Sports Collectibles, H. So, at Major Sports Collectibles. That's at Major Sports Collectibles. Make sure you follow them um, for some great deals. I've already got a few things that... Um, on my wish list, uh, from their site, um, from yeah, talking, think, from I messaging think, their page.
1: Yeah, I think you've already uh, what'd you tee up? A Xavier Howard signed jersey
0: or something like I'm, that? I'm thinking so. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good offer, especially with the uh, career he's had so far.
1: For sure. Well, I just wanted to say one thing. We before we move on to another segment, I said Jalen Hurts will win the MVP. That was my long shot. You said I don't think they make the playoffs on the Eagles and then i said well i think Hertz is still a big chance and you said you're wrong so and i said i'll either look like a genius and then i just stopped and then i was basically i'll either look like a genius or an idiot and look we've had probably we could go back into this podcast and and list off 30 things that we've said and probably 29 of them would be wrong but i'm gonna i'm gonna take that one and, and die on uh on die on a winner so I think nonetheless. that's
0: that's the one we need on a big graphic to post on our socials don't we um <laughs> that date. quote on <laughs> a t-shirt for you yeah, um for give sure. you give you all the flowers that you deserve
1: we'll take us through our next um well it was a segment we did throughout the year H
0: yeah so we did a few different times uh with some different guests so we're gonna shout out those guests and we're gonna talk about a couple of the predictions from it um first of all we had the NFC West uh with Aaron Carroll shout out Aaron Um, And we talked about the best rookie, um, Kenneth Walker. Big hit. I think that was a big hit. Um, uh, There's my flowers. I think that's the one I'll get. (laughs) Um, Surprise pro bowler. Aaron had Matthew Stafford, who'd never made a pro bowl. Um, That was incorrect. Um, I had Elijah Mitchell, who looked like he could pop potentially, but I think Aaron said something very smart, that 49ers just plug whoever there and the system takes care of the rest. So... Um, of course, once they traded for Christian McCaffrey, it was clear that he was going to lead, um, lead the charge there. Um, and our predictions in order were Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. Um, so we had the, the interesting sort of prediction. I think that, yeah, it wasn't at all true. Um, so Niners came first, Seahawks second, Rams third, Card's fourth. Any thoughts about the NFC West?
1: Not particularly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, not particularly. I think you've you've got one winner there with uh, Kenneth Walker, best rookie. Your predictions for the division were, I'd say, fairly average, H.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think the hard part was the Rams' fall-off that no one could have predicted and the Seahawks' rise that no one could have predicted. I think they were the big things throwing off our, um, our predictions there. Um, do you want to take us through the AFC West?
1: I would be pleased to, H, and we had a prediction here in our best rookie Trent McDuffie who who? (laughs) He had probably a very very quiet year but then I was looking through the names Don't even recognise the name Um, He's a cornerback for the Chiefs by the way but when I was looking through the names I thought to myself okay who is there that's even good and
0: They didn't get many good rookies out of the AFC West
1: There wasn't really any at all There was uh, George Karloffis and he was uh, he's a Defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's probably the highest from the AFC West in the rookie rankings. So I probably have to go with him. But I don't blame us for this pick because there was not many good or high-class rookies among that division. Surprise Pro Bowler we had is Austin Eckler. Now he was bloody close. Mm. Um, he scored a shit ton of touchdowns. Yes, and, did. Um, he did. And he played reasonably well throughout the entire year. Um, but there he fought with the likes of Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, among others.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of um a lot of good running backs in the AFC East. Um AFC West, sorry, but um Austin, in the AFC, sorry, but Austin Eckler did a great job there. Um our prediction was uh Chiefs uh one, charges two Uh, Raiders 3, Broncos 4, and we nailed it.
1: We sure did. Our first big hitter.
0: Um, All right, let's move on to the AFC South now. Um, Trayvon Walker, we picked as our best rookie. I think that that was a hit. Um, Surprise pro pro bowler, Jeffrey Simmons, that was a hit. Um, And we predicted a really awful um, division prediction. Indianapolis we predicted number one, Tennessee number two, Jacksonville number three, and Houston number four. It turned out to be Indianapolis came third, Tennessee came second, Jacksonville came first, and Houston came fourth. Just weren't on
1: the Jags rise there. Swap the Jags and the Colts and we've got a winner, but... Um, not too bad. Particularly getting a rookie and a Pro Bowl, I think that's a that's a good that's a good hit there. Next up we had the NFC South with Jack Tessier. Now, Jack's division, there was um there wasn't actually as much Panthers bias as I would have thought, but we had the best rookie as Drake London. I think it's it's not him, it's Chris Olave after this year. And he plays fantastic for the
0: Saints. If they can get a decent quarterback to throw him the football, I think that um They've got some pieces around that they can start to build a competitive roster again.
1: Next up, we had, as a surprise pro bowler, we had AJ Terrell. Now, off the back of uh, an all-pro selection, he was just average by his, his own standards, and I think that was probably related to that awful Fal- Falcons defense. So,
0: Yeah, it wasn't hard to look average in that defense. Um, our prediction for the division was Bucks 1, uh, Saints 2, Panthers 3 and Falcons 4. We did not too bad, just flipped the Panthers and the Saints, but they did finish with the same record. Um, it was only their division record that separated them in the end. Um, so, I'd say not too bad for our predictions, but no one could have predicted how truly bad that division was. I tend to agree, my friend. All right, moving on now to the NFC East. Uh, For the NFC East, we had Michael Cowboy Galanos on the podcast with us um, to preview his Cowboys division. Um, Best rookie, we had Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I think that was a hit. Surprise pro bowler was Hassan Reddick. I think that was a hit as well. Well done, Cowboy. And our prediction, however, I think has let us down. I think that's probably our worst so far. Um, We had Dallas, Washington, Philly, New York. Yikes. Um, It turned out to be Philly, Dallas, New York, Washington. So, um, bit off on that one. I think that... Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking, to be honest, (laughs) looking back at it now. Really good to get the rookie and pro bowler though, H. Absolutely. Um, I I might take this one as well. Sorry, Ole, because it is my... um, Dolphins division. Um, the now we had Cowboy on shout out. We had Cowboy on for this one as well. Um, best rookie we had Sauce Gardner. I think that was a hit. Um, surprise Pro Bowler Christian Barmore. He did not get there. Uh, the Patriots defense was fairly good down the stretch, um, but just couldn't uh, couldn't help the offensive woes that the team had. Uh, we did, however, nail our division. Uh Buffalo one, Miami two, New England three, and New York Jets four. Um New York Jets four the way it should be. Screw the Jets. Then we had the NFC North. Best rookie, Aiden
1: Hutchinson. That's a big, big tick. Not a not a uh not a surprise. Not a surprise though. Surprise Pro Bowler. The surprise in itself because Roquan Smith made the Pro Bowl, not for the Bears, not for an NFC North team, but for the Baltimore Ravens.
0: He had a fantastic season. Um, Definitely wanted out of uh, Chicago. He got his wish, and he recently signed a big extension with the Ravens. So he's going to be sticky in Baltimore for quite a while. Secure, hopefully for for them making more bowls. So our prediction
1: for the division was: Green Bay one, Minnesota two, Chicago four, and Detroit. uh, Chicago three and Detroit four.
0: This was up there for one of our worst division picks. Yeah, it was a bit of a spun division in the end. Um, so, Minnesota came first, Detroit came second. Who would have picked Green Bay at number three after years of the conference, let alone the division, uh, and Chicago at four? Yeah, lots of cr- questions surrounding that division. Um, does
1: Aaron Rodgers want to come back? Will the Vikings choke again next year? Justin Fields with an O-Lion, and the Detroit Lions, they'll they'll be better, h they will indeed. After that, we had the AFC North. Best rookie. Um, we had two, um, but we went with one to to note here, and that was Kenny Pickett, which I think was, was probably a big success looking at um, all of those rookies. In the AFC North, our surprise pro bowler was Greg Newsom, who probably didn't have a great year. Our predictions, yeah. we nearly nailed them. We had Cincy, Baltimore, Cleveland and then Pittsburgh swap Cleveland and Pittsburgh around as Cleveland lost that division
0: yeah um, it was an interesting division to pick um, we, we got fa- fairly close it was just Pittsburgh and Cleveland knowing that they were both the two um, bottom teams just getting that order right um, I think we probably thought that the um, Deshaun Watson bump would have been higher than they got uh, but yeah they got close
1: they did and maybe they would have been a bit better with a full season of Watson, but we'll wait and see next year if he's not suspended again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, let's get into our mailbag now um, before we finish up our episode. Our first question comes from Rob from Warners Bay who asked, who is going to take each of their vacant coaching jobs in the NFL? Um, all the way we're going to do this, I'm going to throw out some names. You tell me yes or no. Um, Cardinals, I've got D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I think a defensive head coach to um, bolster that side of the ball and then hire someone offensive to help out with um, Kyler Murray might be the thought there. Um, Heard some other things. I mean, every opening has been connected to uh, Sean Payton so far. Um, Now, the Panthers, I've got Steve Wilkes. Has he been named as a head coach yet or is is he the interim he was the interim, and I think he did a terrific job a lot of people agree and think that he should get the job outright um yeah, I think that's a great option. what are your thoughts? yeah I'd probably
1: agree and he wants he's 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 sort of Hometown coach, and he wants to be there, and I think that helps a lot, particularly having a coach that wants to be there when you've got a rebuilding team and has some enthusiasm, particularly being your hometown and your hometown team. That I think it's a wise decision for the Panthers,
0: absolutely. Uh, for the Broncos, I have uh, Dan Quinn. Um, I reckon
1: the old offensive coordinator from the Packers will make a, a sudden return. And he'll coach again, Nathaniel Hackett. No, I'm joking. He'll probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There's still talks of the. There's still talks of. Is it Rosberg? But it's basically narrowed down to two, and it's sort of. It's either Dan Quinn, um, or Sean Payton. I, I don't, don't know think that, Sean
0: Payton goes to the Broncos. That's a messy situation.
1: I don't know that. Sure. Sh- I don't know that Sean would pick. The Broncos and I think he's got the pick. the pick here. He's got that many teams that he could coach, and there's still there could be still a couple to be fired. We don't even know yet. Exactly. But, um, if could... the Cowboys lose to the Niners, do you reckon they fire Mike McCarthy? I don't
0: After the way they soundly beat Tampa Bay, I don't know.
1: I reckon I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it out on the record and say I reckon they do. And I reckon
0: And they get him. Well actually it's a hard question because give me your Colts coach. So, the Colts coach, I've had to change because I originally... So, all being transparent, we had this question earlier and I did have Jim Harbour in there, but he recently came out today and said he was staying at Michigan. So, I've changed the pick on the fly to Kellen Moore. Yeah,
1: I don't know about this. It's And the only reason why is because this guy is Jerry Jones's prized possession. He wants him to be the next Cowboys coach. He really He'll be does. Running out
0: of time. He that's the thing. He is running out of time because Kellen Moore deserves to be a head coach somewhere. Oh, 100%. And McCarthy's there. If I McCarthy hire Kellen Moore, that's your only option because if they go to Sean McC- uh, Sean Payton, there's no way Kellen Moore's sticking around. It's no, gonna be, he's it's going to be
1: Payton's offense. Well, I think the Panthers are going to interview him, which is interesting. Um, he could he could go there, but as you mentioned,
0: I don't think that's a good decision for him career-wise. Because I don't know what offensive talent they've got at the moment. At least you know you, when you're going to Indianapolis, you've got Jonathan Taylor. If you compare, you've got a you've got an owner who's been willing to spend for quarterbacks. A lot of misses lately, but you've got an owner who wants different, who wants a change on the offensive side. I think Keller Moore could do something with that.
1: It sounds crazy, but I would want more. As the head coach of the Chargers. his ability to coach the quarterback position in particular and give offenses, you know, the ability to score more points is significantly impressive. So I would love to see that happen, but there's so many things up in the air at this point. I honestly don't know. And many of these candidates that we we have mentioned and we're about to mention, they could go, they could flick between all of these teams as well.
0: Now the Texans the last one. I had Josh McCown. They were so enamored by him last season, but with all the Brian Flores, of it all, with the um, the fallout of that whole situation, I don't think that um, they wanted to go that way. Just give Lovey, make Lovey Smith the scapegoat of a of a bad season. Um, I think Josh McCown gets the reins, and I think C.J. Stroud will have a home in uh, in Houston. Stroud. Over young, you reckon someone will trade up and get young one. I reckon someone trades up and gets young at one. Fair. What do you I reckon? I think they lose their man because they won that game.
1: What do you reckon? There's another talk of um, Thomas Brown. He's been interviewed for the position as the Rams' assistant. He's the Rams' assistant head coach. Um, he's a good okay. candidate as well. Sean Payton, though, not to say that he's going to go there, but what do you think? What do you think appeals to him? Because he's going to interview for the position. That, that, that's already been stated all over social media. So what do you think the, the ab- Texans in their current position, what do you think they need to portray to him that this is the right place for his family and the right place for him for the next five
0: years or however long you want to be a coach? and draft picks. They've got a young roster who's proved that they're willing to fight even though they're undermanned. And they've got draft picks. They're, they're going to have draft picks. I don't know that he goes there that just seems like an awful fit you don't leave New Orleans who are in a similar position um, with probably better talent than Houston you know for a full rebuild he wants to go to contender he wants to elongate his career by getting a Justin Herbert by getting a Dak Prescott by getting one of these high-profile quarterbacks um, by getting linking up with Tom Brady somewhere—that's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to go and rebuild a team from scratch. So I don't think he goes there. Otherwise, think, he would have done that the same. I think he goes back to New Orleans, honestly. Yeah, I think he goes back to New Orleans and tries to lure a quarterback there. Whether it's Lamar Jackson potentially, Jesus. whether whether it's Tom Brady has been rumored to be um an option to pair up with Sean Payton in New Orleans, um. I'm not sure exactly where it goes, but it's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a wild off-season, I'm predicting.
1: Yeah, or well maybe the Texans hire me as GM and I use my Madden magic and jump on the trade machine and, and uh, bring some pieces to get Sean in. But in a real world, McCown's <laughs> probably a good pick.
0: And next question comes from Peter from Wyong. Um, would you prefer to attend a home AFC or NFC championship game with your team playing or go to the Super Bowl well I'm absolutely peeved by NFC Championship
1: games mate so I would have say the Super Bowl just let us make it <laughs> I don't, and even if we're not in it I'd probably rather not go and experience the misery even of an NFC Championship loss which we're so accustomed to the Packers being
0: oh boo boo boo, boo. Um, I think that Oh, it, man, you, what do you I've mean? I've heard an interesting point. Uh, oh, woe is me. My team makes the NFC Championship game every year. You know my point. Oh, dude, um, this year
1: was so much less painful not making the playoffs than any ever year I've experienced losing NFC Championship games, losing playoff games, so much It
0: didn't hurt worse. because you've had all that. Well, <laughs> mate, yeah, you're full of it. Because your expectations are higher. Dolphins fans We just wanted to make the playoffs And you did And we did this season And that was great But most seasons So I don't understand jump, why Our bar is ta- lower And we still can't clear it That's why it's so disappointing
1: William, what, I know what we've had this chat Plenty of times
0: What are you trying to say I'm trying to say it wasn't as disappointing for you because you were expecting it. You were prepared for it. The team sucked from the start of the season. They only made a late run. You knew that they were likely not going to make the playoffs anyway, so it was a just, pleasant surprise when they made a run. You
1: just proved my point. You proved my point that it hurts losing four bloody NFC Championship games. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. Okay, well then what are you trying to say?
0: I was trying to say that you. it seems like you're trying to make the point that it hurts less to lose and be a bad team during the regular season
1: of course it does because you just proved my point point. and
0: it depends on context <laughs> you just for, proved my point no for your team it hurts less okay for my team who hasn't been to an AFC, cha- to an AFC championship game in forever I think that would be the most awesome thing ever but and isn't, I'm more disa- it, isn't
1: it what you're accustomed to though like you, you'd be less disappointed because it's what you're accustomed to what do you mean well,
0: you're, you just said... Yeah, that- that's, but that's what, that was my point, is that you're, you're more disappointed by an AFC Championship game because you're accustomed to getting there. Well, what's if the, if the between- Dolphins got to the AFC Championship game this year and lost in the Championship game, I would not be disappointed at all.
1: But you're talking getting over the hump and making the playoffs versus getting over the hump and making the Super Bowl. Like, they're few and far between. We're talking making the Super Bowl, having a chance to win. You're in the biggest game of the year. You're one game short of making the Super Bowl versus you're one game short of making the playoffs. But that they're was my point,
0: exactly, is because that you're so used to getting to and losing that game. Your expectations are Super Bowl. The Dolphins' expectations aren't Super Bowl. The Dolphins' expectations are playoffs.
1: So if your expectations I are think, much lower, I think then the, wouldn't you, wouldn't the you be more disappointed?
0: Exactly. You're more disappointed when the expectations are lower and you still can't meet. It. how does that make any sense though you've never been a fan of a team that sucks like that's the not Dolphins true staff. that is not
1: true that is not true that isn't I true su- You're i a support carlton fan. the carlton football club mate. it is much much worse losing in the, in the playoffs
0: are you sure i saw the way you I've acted made- when you didn't make the finals this year
1: <laughs> well that was pretty that was pretty devastating yeah. yeah as you said it is about context in the end i uh, yeah
0: um i think that a home afc championship game would be cool um if you won and got to celebrate with all your fans the true fans are there it's not as much of the um corporate um capitalized um super bowl but um it's personal preference i think to say you've been to a super bowl in your life and watched your team play in a super bowl is something in and of itself even if your team loses and our last question comes from Mason from Newcastle, who uh who, who hasn't got a question, sorry. He just says, uh, can you please do a UFC draft? Also, how is Benchwarmers not mentioned? It wasn't mentioned because it isn't very good. Hey, for real. It's an absolute iconic movie. And you're not helping
1: yourself for when we have the drafts and people don't vote for you out of spite. But they don't the thing is they don't ben, know when you do the drafts. So maybe they'll be looking for They'll listen and then vote just to spite you because Warmer's mate, is a very, very popular movie. It's
0: very problematic going back and watching it. Um, there's many problems with it from a sport-wise. It's making a bit of a mockery of the whole thing. Um, I found it funny uh, when I first watched it, but I watched it the other day. I couldn't even get through it. Negative, negative, Nancy. Here he is. He's back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, so I'm keen for the UFC draft. Yeah, I, don't know if do I'll, I don't know if I'll get number one and we'll wait and see with all the coming um, main events but at this present time I'm picking Alexander Volkanovsky number one in my draft.
0: Yeah, it depends on if it's an all-time or a current UFC it, draft. It,
1: I reckon you could do, nearly do both. I reckon with the, you could do both. With the current, it'd be almost like you SmackDown versus Raw. What's your roster look like compared to mine?
0: Oh, that's what we're gonna do. WWE draft. How haven't we done it's that? It's got to be
1: all time. It all time, it, Mount it Rushmore WWE.
0: That would be awesome. It um, can't be
1: present. We'll lock that in.
0: Maybe we'll do
1: right. a. We could even. I don't know if we'll do a draft special down the line. It depends how. Uh,
0: draft special.
1: God, how, that sounds very,
0: frustrating for everyone seeing all the polls on our socials. It, it,
1: it is. I've had some really, really good feedback regarding the drafts, particularly of people that are able to tune out for a little bit and and uh, just hear us chew the fat particularly um not getting analytical about our sports like we usually do
0: yeah it's for sure something that i'm enjoying quite a lot i'm not enjoying the results but i'm enjoying the process um, and the last thing uh, we're going to get into this week is our lock of the week. Um, last week, the Vikings lost to the Giants. Why did I pick the Vikings in a game that mattered? Um, so I'm still on three points. You've picked the Perth Scorchers to beat the Brisbane Heat. Uh, that puts you up to five points. What your you pick for this week? I went with another weird
1: one. I uh, went for the Adelaide 36ers to beat the Brisbane Bullets in the NBL. We haven't touched the NBL yet.
0: All year, yeah. I've went. What's your next pick gonna be? Like uh, <laughs> horse number five on the <laughs> at Newcastle race oh, do mate. Like, if, I, if
1: I can do that, don't give me the option. <laughs> but um, eighth versus ninth in this matchup, a game that I will be not watching, but nonetheless, I'll check the results. <laughs> I'm
0: not, gonna, not gonna watch my log. Just to pick a random game. Um, yeah, why not? In so the Uruguay Football League, I'm gonna be.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? If you we're do-
0: opening up the Uruguay what Football are you League. Doing?
1: If we're opening up the Uruguay Football League, there was no NFL ones this week. You basically only snuck in the one um, that was above the $1. fifty mark. And what was that, H?
0: Um, I've picked San Francisco to beat Dallas. I think that they can get the job done. They're the hot team in football right now. Um, and if Dallas can get the upset, they're my dad's team. So um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Kind of hedging my bets here a little bit.
1: Yeah, hedging for sure. $1. fifty on the dot.
0: Um, You've just crept that one in I think the odds are going to get a bit shorter as well
1: You reckon? You Uh, reckon it'll come in?
0: I reckon it'll come in a little bit um, Well it came in from We
1: looked at it at the start It was $1.53 It went to $1.50 It's back out to $1.53 So get in
0: early maybe Mm, absolutely. Uh, well, that's it for our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all of your support and your feedback. Once again, um, this podcast today was brought to you by Major Sports Collectibles Australia, uh, your number one stop for signed sports memorabilia. Um, make sure you get in early and get all onto all of their amazing products uh, at Major Sports Collectibles on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you follow them and follow us as well at Road Trip Sports Pod on Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube, Roadtripe Sports Podcast is what you can search. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with us, Sports Podcast at gmail.com or slide into any of our DMs. Uh, let us know what drafts you like. We had that chat about um, some new ideas for drafts we could use, so make sure you let us know if you've got any draft ideas um, coming up in the future. We'd love to get your feedback, and make sure you keep voting on those polls because it's very fun to see your feedback on those. Um, any more thoughts from you all
1: nothing from me enjoy another week of the NFL and uh, we creep another week closer to our Australian sports which I think is 60 odd days away now um, so getting that's, very uh, close creeping up and the preseason is underway so maybe you've been tracking your teams I know uh, Noah's looking for some hope for North, and I've certainly had a few conversations with him about how they're going to win the flag this year. I think someone put $1,000 on North to win the flag, and look, mate, you shouldn't be putting that much money on North. So
0: That's that's throwing away money. That's someone <laughs> who doesn't need $1,000. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we hope your team wins this week. Uh, we can't say our usual unless they're the Dolphins or the Packers, uh, unless they're playing the Dolphins or the Packers, because they're not playing this week, and that's very sad. But hopefully your team does well. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this weekend of football and we will see you next time.
1: See ya.